Are you working? What kind of work do you do? That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to episode number seven of the show. March is here. First quarter is almost done. We're rocking and rolling, ready to get shit done. Thank you guys for for joining us again on another Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Fuck, maybe it's a Sunday. I don't know when you listen to the show. Um, But this this program drops new episodes every single Monday morning, uh, each and every single week. Um, And again, we do that to make sure we get you off to the best start possible. But, you know, everyone's schedules aren't the same and. Not everyone is kicking off their week on a Monday morning. Some people do that midweek. Some people do it on the weekends, and that's okay. Um, that's the the luxury of the podcast world. You can fire these fuckers up whenever you want and use it to your advantage whenever you need to. You can always go back to them and uh, use it as a little catalog if you need to, to to give you the info, give you the the kick in the ass that you might need. Um, and I'll, I'll be fully transparent with you guys. You know, I'm my own worst critic when it comes to this show. And I always want to make sure that I'm producing the best possible program for you every week and giving you the best possible content or advice or or suggestions or whatever you want to call it. I mean, most of the time, I'm pretty fucking satisfied with the way things turn out. And I kind of know right away, as soon as I'm done recording the episode for that week, I, I, I feel a certain way, you know, so usually, again, most of the time, it's like, fuck, yeah, that was some good shit. That's going to really fucking hit home. Um, and then there's other times where I'm like, man, I think I could have did better, you know, and that's the frustrating part. Um, but I never, ever, ever just, if I feel that way, go back and re-record an episode. Um, the only time I ever re-record an episode and I haven't done it here yet, but I've done it on nothing to prove a a few times would just be because of like recording issues or something didn't save or the sound quality was shit, something like that. But just in general, I would never re-record an episode because when I had to do that in the past, it just doesn't come off as genuine. It, it, it seems more kind of, I don't know, forced, if you will, maybe, because I'm trying to remember what I specifically had said and trying to rehash that and, and, and recreate it, and it just doesn't come off as, as genuine. Like, I don't follow a script for this show. This is all just shit up top of my head, um, and that's why I think it comes out so genuine. So again, I'm I'm pretty, you know, critical of my own work when I don't feel that, ah, fuck, I nailed it type of thing. And and I'll be honest, like after last week's program, when I recorded it, I was like, man, I think I could have did better. I think I, I think I had more to offer that that episode, uh, but I let it be. I let it, you know, send it out as usual, like we usually do. Um, and it's it's always funny because whenever I think that way, I usually get the complete opposite feedback for those specific types of episodes. And that's what happened last week. Um, I said, you know, I, I, I posted that episode and, and, you know, I was like, I felt it was good, but it could have been better. Um, and I got so many messages from people saying things like, man, that's exactly what I needed to fucking hear today. Or man, you couldn't have said it better. Like things like that. And I'm like, all right, fucking cool. Like we're good. We're good. So that was a little bit of a, a relief to, to, to get some feedback from you guys as far as how well or how much that episode in particular helped you out. Um, and again, just my own worst critic, you know, and, and sometimes 
you, you just got to be able to give your best, give, do every, do the best you possibly can at, at any specific time and let the fucking chips fall where they may. Um, and I know for a fact that last week's episode, although leaving it, I didn't feel entirely comfortable or, 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 or satisfied as the week progressed on and you guys reached out more and more and more, um, as the days went on, um, I knew it was some good shit. So, uh, thank you guys for that feedback. And again, if you, if you guys ever want to, um, you know, chop it up or shoot the shit or, or ask for a suggestion, you know, you can always feel free to, to message me, um, on Instagram at Dom Vitale. I talk to quite a few people every week where we just kind of throw some ideas and suggestions back and forth. And that's no problem. I got no, no issue with that. Uh, but the best thing you could possibly do is to spread the word of the program. Um, if let's say we talk about something on the show that, and you know, somebody that needs to hear that, go ahead and share that episode with them. Say, Hey, check this out. This might benefit you. Um, you can do it in a generalized way and just tag it, you know, screenshot what you're listening to and tag it in your, on your social media. Make sure you tag me, Don Vitale or knucklehead podcast. And, uh, we'll, we'll get that shared out too. Cause you'd be surprised how those simple little shares add up over time. And we get new listeners every single week since we started. Um, and I always try to ask like where people, you know, f- discovered the show. And most of the time it's from, Oh, a friend of mine suggested it. Or oh, I saw my friend post about it or tag you. And I just figured to check it out. And, and I love what you guys were saying. So that stuff really goes a long way. So in addition to the sharing, the sh- sharing the podcast, if it does help you anyway, make sure you leave those reviews on iTunes as well. Um, if you could, even if you don't listen on iTunes, just shoot on over there and, uh, Leave us a review. Make sure you leave some comments as well. Those are the ones that help us get more traction um, and just kind of, you know, share why this this show, you know, benefits you if it does. And I'm sure it does if you're actually listening to the program and taking the uh, the initiative to listen every week. So that would be super, super helpful uh, if you guys could do that. So, again, we're off to a great start for the month of March. I'm looking forward to to what we have to offer coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um, we're going to try to be getting some new interviews here as well pretty soon. Not trying to cram them in and stack them back to back, but I got a couple kind of in the hopper, not in the hopper, but on the on the hook right now where we're just trying to figure out some logistics of when we can get together and get some stuff recorded. So, and I think, um, you know, I like delivering those different messages. And, and, I, and I, well, maybe not different messages, but the, the similar message that I deliver, but delivered in a different context or a different way. Um, I think it's it's always good to get some different um, some different voices sharing, you know, a commonality. So we're going to try to do that much, much more as we move on here over the next couple of weeks and over the next couple of months. But, um, as for this week, what are we going to get into this week? That's always the question that I have, but I'm trying to prepare and kind of see what we're going to do. But I think this week we need to get into the subject of entitlement. Yes. Entitlement. <laughs> there is, uh, an epidemic going on, if you will, or a pandemic. I don't know the difference and I don't fucking care. <laughs> but uh, there is just this onslaught of, of folks out there right now that have a gross sense of entitlement for things that they, quite frankly, do not deserve or have not worked for. We, we live in a, in a world where and it seems more recently that more and more people are expecting handouts for having done little to no actual work or put in little to no actual effort to warrant that quote unquote handout in the first place. You know, and my, my question always is, where does this mentality come from? Where does this begin where, where people just kind of stick their hands out 
and and want and want and want and want and expect others to save them or expect others to to help them out when they've literally been willing to do nothing for themselves. And and I don't know about you guys, but for me that just doesn't sit well. And I'm the type of person that doesn't like to reward lack of effort or lack of work. I'm quite the opposite. I don't believe in just giving something to somebody just because they feel that they deserve it or that they feel that's the right thing to do. I'm very much of the school of thought where I will give you something if you fucking earned that something. I'm not going to give it to you just to spare your feelings. I'm not going to give it to you to avoid uh, an uncomfortable conversation between you and I. That doesn't benefit you and that definitely doesn't fucking benefit me and what I'm trying to do. And I got many examples that we can get into, but I was trying to think about this as far as where does this start? You know, and I think the the most socially recognizable, maybe, you know, catchy fucking thing that we've heard over the past couple of years is the whole participation trophy thing. And to an extent, I really do think that does come into play because we are teaching our kids at a young age that it doesn't matter how hard you work and it doesn't matter how much effort you put in either on the front end or on the back end to try to continuously improve it. Regardless, you're going to get what you want. You're essentially teaching them. There are no winners and no losers. And I'm sorry, people, but there are surely in this world, in every aspect and every realm, there are motherfucking winners and there are motherfucking losers, plain and simple. That is the harsh reality of this world that we live in. Some will win. Most will lose. It's not some will win. Some will lose. Most are going to fucking lose because they fall into that mindset, that, that mentality, the, the expectation of the reward rather than the, the anticipation of the reward due to their hard work and effort. So I tried to think about this as far as in my own, my own uh, life experience. And I remember when I was a kid and I, play, I played Little League Baseball. And I, one of the years I was in the all-star game. Now that may sound cool, probably not, but to a kid that sounds cool. You're in the all-star game. You know, when we watch baseball as, as kids, the all-star game is the game where the, the, the best players in the league all come together and play against one another, right? So I was on the, in the all-star game, but here's the fucking catch. The quote unquote all-star game was just the oldest kids in the league at that particular time. That they were all in the game. So like the little leagues, the divisions were separated by like ages 8, 9, and 10. And then you moved up to like the 11, 12, 13. I was 10 at the time. So I was like one of the oldest in the group. So we got on the all-star team. Which I was kind of disappointed when I found that out. Even as a 10-year-old kid. Because I excelled in, in baseball from a very young age. And I was expecting to be competing against the best kids in the league. I thought that was awesome. And then when I found out like the shitty kids were going to be in the game too, the ones that fucking weren't so good, they just happened to be 10. I was like, oh, this game's not going to be as fucking good as it could be. This is going to be kind of shitty. And again, nothing against those kids that weren't as talented or, you know, didn't have the fundamental skills or anything like that. I was just from a, from a young age and, and with, like baseball was my thing at a young age and I wanted to excel in it and I wanted to compete and to find out that I wasn't, I wasn't in this select group. There wasn't even a, a, a game like that at, at that age. 
it was just, Hey, you guys are all in this together. And I was like, okay, like it's fine. I guess, you know, I didn't let it like fucking fuck my whole day up. I was 10 years old. I had other shit to do, like play outside. So it wasn't, wasn't a big deal, but it was a kind of a bummer. And then I remember after the game, they had a whole big award ceremony and every single player that played in the game got a little, I don't know, three by three plaque that said 19, whatever the fuck year it was, uh, all-star game. And that was my first trophy that I ever got. And as the years and years went on and I got you know more and more into baseball through my teenage years and through high school, I got more and more trophies that were actually earned. But that one was always the one I never put on display. That one was the one I was the, mo- the least proud of. That was the one that I would kind of, you know, shove into the background, so to speak. My mom's a big photo person. She loves to take photos, even to this day. So she'd oh, go get all your trophies and put them on and pose in front of them. I want to send this to your, your dad and all this shit. I'm like, oh, man, come on. You know, that's the fucking last thing you want to do when you're like a 16, 17 year old kid is fucking gather all your shit and have your mom take photos of you like a fucking dork. But, you know, it's like, all right, fine. So I'm like stacking all these trophies together and I'm like, well, this one's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, so I'm stashing it in the back, you know, the little plaque from when I was 10 years old because even at 17 years old, I didn't feel like that one was earned. It was cheapened to me. It was cheapened to me because everybody else that was present that day just for fucking breathing and putting a uniform on got the same trophy as I did. But I knew deep down those people weren't as fucking talented as I was. And to me, that was nothing to to take pride in whatsoever. Why would I? I've, I worked hard up until that point and even further to exacerbate my skills to try to be the best I could possibly be at baseball. That was my thing, right? And I have other kids that were doing the bare minimum, if anything, maybe being even forced to participate by their parents and they got the same quote unquote reward that I did. Fuck that shit. And, I, and I, I'm glad that I had that mentality from a, from a young age. And I, and I don't think it's specifically because of that situation of itself. I really do think it's because of the way I was brought up. And the way I was brought up was that we weren't given things just because. You know, we had to, to work for what we wanted. I mean, I shared that story on a previous episode. I wanted a car when I was 16. My mom laughed in my fucking face and told me to go get a fucking job, literally. So I got two. And I eventually bought my own car. Like, that's how we did things because we didn't have anything. You know, we, I grew up in a, in a lower middle class family, single parent home. We didn't have access to, to, to fucking, you know, funds for fucking whatever the fuck it was. I was feeling like I wanted that week. You know, I remember every year it was a, it was a struggle to come up with the money to get a new pair of fucking shoes for sneakers for, for the new school year. But somehow my mom did it every single year, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, I, and I'm not trying to compare my hardship with anybody else's because I think that's fucking bullshit, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm just saying that I think that stuck with me. It's like you want something, you work for it, and you get it. It's a very simple fucking process. It's a very simple process to map out. Maybe it's not a simple process to actually carry out because there's this thing you have to do, which... 
you know, a lot of people just can't do it. And that's actually fucking work for something that you want really, really bad. And it's not that a lot of people can't do that. It's that a lot of people are not willing to fucking do that. So for me, back in that 10-year-old All-Star game, I don't want the fucking trophy. It's meaningless to me. It's worthless. It, it literally is worth nothing. There's no fucking weight behind it to, to, to make it have value. There's none. So, and, and that's, a, that's a thing that's very prevalent today is they're giving kids, you know, literal participation trophies. Here is a, per, a trophy for participating in this sport. And there, there's even places that don't even keep score anymore. In sporting, in, you know, in sporting events for kids because they don't want to hurt their feelings because there shouldn't be winners and losers. Everyone's a winner. No, sorry, that's a fucking lie. And you're creating a fucking, a, a, a generation of pussies, plain and simple. You are creating a generation of pussy ass kids that will be fucking walked all over and trampled the fuck on as they go through life if they stick to that course of action. Unless they somehow are willing to fucking recognize or wake up to the fact that that participation in and of itself is fucking meaningless in the grand scheme of working for what you fucking want. Meaningless. Who wants to just be associated with something? Well, I mean, we all want to be associated with something. But for me, my, my mindset is if I want to be associated with something, I want to be associated with at the fucking highest level. I want to excel at it. So when people talk about that particular thing, I'm one of the first people that comes to mind. Because I fucking rock that shit. I want to be admired in that aspect. I don't want to just be in the fucking pool swimming around doing nothing, just kind of spinning my wheels, stroking my own fucking ego and, and thinking that I belong when, you know, deep down, I, I know that I don't, I don't want to fucking be that guy, but that's what we're doing with our kids. We're, we're telling them and, and not so many words, you don't need to work hard. You don't need to try because somebody's going to come along the line and save you. And truth be told, nobody's coming to save you guys. And I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking to you that is listening to this show right now. As scary as that may sound, that is the truth. Nobody is coming to save you. You need to be able to save yourself. You need to be able to provide for yourself and your loved ones. Because when shit goes fucking awry... Nobody is coming to save you. The government is surely not fucking coming to save you. We've seen that very clearly. Half you motherfuckers are jerking off to the, to the, uh, the thought of a $1,400 quote unquote stimulus check. Where the fuck is that? That's, that didn't come your way. And you guys are fighting over fucking table scraps, 1400 bucks. And you guys are ready to fucking claw each other's eyes out over it. That's fucking pathetic. That's their idea of saving you and saving some of these families. Shutting fucking small business down for essentially basically a year now. 
while all these other big box stores fucking rake in the cash and they laugh in your fucking face and are starving you out and taking away everything that you ever worked for and they're not taking it away, you're letting them take it away. And now you're sitting there with your hand out saying, please save me. The fuck you think they're going to save you for? Save yourself. Don't let them take your livelihood away from you. If you do the things that you need to to do to ensure that you will survive and you will thrive, nobody can ever take that away from you. But that's hard. That's difficult. That takes time. That takes sacrifice. That takes effort. That takes you having to be somewhat uncomfortable for an extended period of time. And the vast majority of people just will not do that because they have the participation trophy mentality. The mentality that, you know what? If I have to do those things over a long period of time, that's going to be uncomfortable. That's going to suck pretty bad. But you know what? I'm just going to trust my government and maybe they'll, they'll, they'll help. They, no, not, not maybe. They will help me out. Okay, we'll see. Let's see how that goes. And again, I'm not trying to get into a, a political discourse here. But that's a, that's a real life example that we, we're seeing right now. People think they're going to be saved. And when in actuality, the only person that can, that can save you is yourself. What are you willing to do to ensure that you, you thrive? For me, I'm willing to do fucking anything. I'm willing to fucking do anything it takes to thrive and not have to rely on somebody or something else to save me when shit goes down. I'm not in the, the, the best situation right now where if sh- shit completely hit the fan, I could kick my feet up and be like, I'll be all right. No, I'm not there right now, but I'm fucking diligently working hard towards getting to that point where if shit hit the fan, I literally could fucking kick my feet up and be like, sucks to be you guys. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. I did. I'm conscious of it and I'm working towards it. But everyone just, everyone gets that fog, that fogged up and only sees the end portion. See, if that day ever comes, they'll just see someone like me that is prepared for that type of situation and where it won't affect me, you know, physically or financially or whatever the case may be. And, and they're going to go, ooh, ooh, that, that, I, I wish I had that. I wish I had thought of that. I wish I was in that position. But none of them, none of them pay any mind to the, to the unsexy part of it all, which is going on right now, which is the sacrifice of time and, and the, the sacrifice with effort and, and, and putting things in that are uncomfortable to put in and refraining from doing certain things that I want to do. Like no one sees that part. They just see the end result and they think it's so easy or, oh man, I could have did that. No, you fucking couldn't. No, you fucking could not have because you and I aren't wired the fucking same. You have the chance to be rewired, but you refuse to because rewiring yourself and the way you think and the way you act and the way you move and the way you work is difficult and you're afraid you're living in fear hoping some fucking dude in a, in a blue suit with a fucking American flag lapel pin on is going to fucking save you. You're the biggest fucking mark of them all.
So why are we setting up our, our kids? Because what's done is done. You know what I'm saying? What's done is done. Right now, we, we, we have Gen Xers, Gen Zer, whatever the fuck, Gen. And we got fucking baby boomers as well that live in this, this sense of entitlement. They're far gone. They're, they are already programmed that way to think. Now, it's up to them if they want to do some self-discovery and self-reflection or self-inflection, if you will, and figure out, okay, you know what? This shit ain't working. I'm done playing this game. I'm done being the status quo. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to take what I want. I'm going to earn what I want. I don't need to wait for someone to give me the handout. I'm not entitled to anything. Especially, especially anything that you haven't worked for. You don't deserve anything you haven't worked for. Plain and simple. What makes you think that you deserve anything that you have not put any time or effort or work into? That is some fucking self-obsessed bullshit right there. But those folks are, are going to do what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to change their course of action, whatever the case may be. We got to look towards the future here and what's going on with our kids and the way they're being molded. And the participation trophy is just the fucking tip of the iceberg, people. They, they're in much, much more trouble than just that. Believe you me. But this idea of giving something to everybody just because to me is completely archaic at this point. Now that's not worked for anybody. If anything, it's created a society of weak men and women for that matter. It's not just reserved to men. There are, and there's an abundance of weak minded, weak, uh, weak minded, weak spirited, and physically weak men that walk around these streets and try to portray themselves as being the, the, the standard. Ain't my fucking standard. Fuck no. You think I'm going to look up to someone that's weak-minded, weak-willed, weak, uh, physically weak, mentally weak? With a hand up begging. Fuck no. Because when shit goes down, that's the last motherfucker I want leading the charge. When shit goes down, he's going to have a chance because he's going to get fucking trampled on, spit up and eaten out really fucking quick. Tough times need strong men. Not weak men like that. That were brought up this way. Now, some of you may be saying, yeah, but you know what, Dom, these kids, they're sensitive, you know, you can't, you can't tell them to not be a bitch like you probably would. And I I get that, but I, that you got to understand there's a way to talk to kids and believe it or not, I actually know how to do that. Okay. I've, I've worked alongside kids for fucking 20 plus years in in a one-on-one capacity and in a group capacity at different speaking engagements and all kinds of different shit. And I, I like to think that these kids have looked up to me over time for some of the things that I've brought to the table. 
some of the suggestions that I've given them on how to be a better son, how to be a better uh, student, how to be a better athlete. These are types of things that I've worked with these kids on over the years. And of course, I'm not saying, don't be a fucking bitch, fucking nine-year-old Johnny. You're being a real pussy right now. No, because I'm not fucking stupid. I'm going to talk to you like that listening to the show because if you're an adult and you're being a fucking pussy, I'm going to tell you, stop being a fucking pussy. Stop being a bitch. And if that hurts your feelings, go fucking listen to somebody else that will coddle you and tell you what you want to hear instead of what you need to fucking hear. Because you stopped at the wrong fucking station. But there's a way to talk to these kids. There's a way to, to put your arm around them when they do fail or they do fuck up and say, hey, you know what? You tried, but we got to get back in there and we got to try a little bit harder next time. So what are we going to do? How are we going to game plan this so then the next time we do this, it doesn't go down this way because I want you to be at the top of the mountain because the way you feel right now that you're, where, where you failed and you came up short doesn't feel too good, does it? No, it doesn't. I, I know because I've been there, but you know what feels great? Being at the fucking top of the mountain, at the peak, looking down at everybody else. Well, everyone's looking up at you saying, I wish I was him. We got to figure out how to get us there, how to get you there. From these mistakes that we made or these failures that we incurred, we got to learn from them and do our very, very best to make sure or ensure that they don't happen further. It's a very easy conversation to have. To me, that's a, very, that's a much more productive conversation to have rather than, you did great. You did a good job. Look at you. You got your trophy. Yeah, your friends got it too. Great. That's, that's just great. The fuck is that? See, people get that mistaken. They don't, they don't think that you can praise someone when they fail or they, they, they want to kind of sugarcoat it or whatever and it's. Again, with kids, you got you to approach it a certain way. You don't want to lie to them and tell them that they, they won when they actually lost. If you, if you do that, you're, you're being completely counterproductive. So we got to be afraid to not fucking give these kids things just for the sake of giving them things. It's okay for them to, co- to go home empty-handed. That's part of life. It's the most basic part of life. You don't go to work. You don't get paid. Right? You decide to not show up to work for a week. Your paycheck is going to be short about a week's worth of pay. Right? You don't get paid just for still being on the fucking payroll. It's as black and white as that. Show the fuck up and do something. Now, I know we can say, you know, put blame on, uh, on the parent or the kid if we, in some regard. But, you know, we got to put the blame on the people that are handing these things out in the fucking first place. And that is the parents. That is the, the, the leagues or the coaches. or You know, we can broaden that scope if we want. If we don't want to be specific to sports or anything like that. But they need to take accountability too. Accountability in the fact that they are building human fucking doormats. That's plain and simple. You are building these kids up to, be, to have no backbone. 
to be perfectly content for being bossed around, for being perfectly content for not striving to be better or want more. And I never understood that. And that's, that's something I, I still don't understand today is that you will hear people scoff at the idea of wanting more. How about this? I want more. I'm going to fucking make it so I get more. You don't want more. Don't do it. Easy, right? That's, it is so simple. Everything is so simple, but completely overcomplicated. I want more. I'm going to fucking work my ass off to get more. You don't care. Don't fucking do anything. It's that simple. I, I'll give you a real life example. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine and we had previously talked about the, uh, the, the, uh, the COVID vaccine. And again, I'm not trying to get political here. That's not what the, 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 the idea of this particular story is, but I just want to give you some insight. And uh, she worked somewhere where they were really pressuring the employees to, to, to get the vaccine. And she was like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm very weary about it. I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know if it's something I really want. The studies aren't thorough enough from what I've read. Um, I, I really want kids one day and I'm really concerned about maybe the fertility aspect of it. If it could affect my fertility, I'm old enough right now. And I'm, that's concerning. I just don't know. I just don't know yet. So, you know, we just had that conversation and I saw her the other day um, and she goes, Hey, I got my first COVID vaccine. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, you've, you've, I go, you, you ended up getting it. She goes, yeah, I'm, I, you know, she had her personal reasons for getting it. So I said, well, what made you make the decision? And she said, you know, I, I did a lot, a lot of research, especially on the fertility aspect of it. And I weighed the pros and cons as far as like what would work for me. And I just felt a little bit better about it. And I'm going to visit my grandparents and I just want to be extra safe just in case. Um, so I decided to, to get it. And I said, so you're telling me that you gathered information and created and made an informed decision that was going to best benefit you and your life. And you followed through on that. And she said, yeah. And I said, it's that fucking easy. That's how fucking easy this is. And kudos to her. It doesn't need to be an issue. It doesn't need to be a big fucking deal. She did what was best for her. I feel I'm doing what's best for me. And I don't give a fuck about the in-between. You know, I'll, I'll be frank. I'm not getting that shit. I'm not telling you not to get that shit. If you want to get that shit, get that shit. If you don't, don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's the same idea. If I want to fucking be a capitalist pig, I'm going to be a fucking capitalist pig. If you don't want to be, then don't buy my shit or don't buy the shit from other fucking capitalist pigs, you hypocritical motherfucker. How about that? Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, you're calling me out. How dare you? Yeah, I know. It's fucking tough, isn't it? I want more. Our kids should want more. I feel anyway. If the day comes that I have kids, I, the last thing I want them to do is settle for the bare minimum. And what, as far as what quote unquote more is to them, I don't know. That's going to be something that they're going to have to decide. But I wouldn't hold them back from that or chastise them for wanting more because a lot of times when we want more, we want better. And what kind of piece of shit would I have to be? What kind of piece of shit parent would I have to be to want to hold my kids back from having better or for being better? You see that, how that relates? 
We're, we're being guilted into wanting more or we're being guilted because we want more, which in turn makes us better. Better people, better citizens, better child, better parent, better uncle, whatever the fuck. And that shouldn't be the case. But again, it just comes back to, you know, no matter, no matter what your circumstances are, you just, you just aren't owed anything. You aren't owed a damn fucking thing. I don't care what background you came from. I don't care what struggle you had growing up. I don't care what the fuck is wrong with you upstairs in your brain. You aren't owed a damn thing in this world at all. When you were born, there was not a fucking list of shit that you are entitled to. You don't deserve anything. None of us deserve anything just for being here. Just for participating in life. None of us do. It's what we produce that helps us actually end up deserving what we have coming to us. And I don't mean enough, I'm not talking financially produce necessarily. Like I'll give you this great example of the, the, the essentially the unwillingness to recognize the fact that maybe just maybe you got to do a little fucking work. So someone sent me this, this, uh, it was a tweet, I guess the other day from a, from a wrestler. And again, this is not a wrestling related thing because this is going to be relatable to everybody. And this guy is upset and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't want to say it verbatim because I don't want to put any focus on this guy, good or bad. But basically he's saying he's, he's a little upset because he feels that he's talented. He's also vocally a, uh, identifies as LGBTQ and POC, whatever. Okay. Bunch of fucking acronyms. There you go. And he's, Continuing to, continuing to be overlooked by people. So that's the first things that he said. I'm talented. I'm LGBTQ. I'm a person of color. And people keep overlooking me. And the last thing he says is, maybe I haven't been putting in the work like I should have been, but that'll change. Jesus fucking Christ. So that's the last resort for this fucking dumb fuck. That should be the first fucking thing that you look at. Maybe I'm not working hard enough to deserve anything. Maybe I'm not getting what I think I deserve because I'm not working fucking hard enough. And I should probably change that. No, but the first thing is, hey, I'm gay. I'm, I'm lesbian. I'm fucking trans. What, give me, give me. Give, I'm sorry. But the, what you ever, whatever you identify as, and I don't have a fucking problem if you identify as a fucking park bench. I don't give a shit what you identify as. You do you. You do whatever the fuck you want as far as that goes. It is not going to fucking affect me. It is not going to bother me one fucking bit. But for anybody to think that just because you identify as X, Y, or Z, that you deserve something, you can fuck right off. How does that even go through somebody's fucking brain? I'll tell you how. It's not because that guy doesn't have a fucking brain or it's fried to shit. 
That's his first course of action. I identify as this, and I'm not getting what I want. Yeah, because you fucking suck probably. That's why. And you know why I think it's a, it's a pretty good assumption that you fucking suck because your work ethic is the last fucking thing that you referenced that could possibly be the reason why you're not getting what you think. While you fucking mask your lack of fucking work ethic or your lack of, of, of commitment, you mask it with your fucking gender identity or your race. You're a fucking coward. You're a fucking chump. And I've said this a million times. I don't give a fuck who you fuck, what you identify as, or what color your fucking skin is. If I want a wrestler for my event, I want the best fucking guy or girl. I don't give a fuck about the other shit. I want the person that's going to sell tickets because they are good. I don't give a shit about the rest. But now maybe I'm the fucking bad guy because I should give a shit about that. But why? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? And this, this fucking guy, this kid, wherever the fuck he is, is a prime, I call him guy. I might get in trouble for calling him that if that's not what his thing is. I don't fucking know, but I don't give a fuck. How about that? And you're going to learn that if you don't understand that at this point, seven episodes deep here, people, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Because I have literally nothing to lose. You know why I have nothing to lose? Because I won't let anybody take anything from me. The people that lose shit or get quote unquote canceled allow people to do that to them. You can try to fucking cancel me all you want, but I'm sorry. I'm uncancelable. I don't give a shit. You ain't going to shut me the fuck up. And it's not that I'm full of fucking hate and anger. Like I said, I don't give a fuck if you're gay, straight, lesbian, uh, queer, trans. I don't give a shit. You should be able to do that shit. Whatever you want is fine with me. As long as it doesn't infringe on my safety and my liberty and my freedom, I don't give a fuck what you do. But that's, that's hard for people to hear. It's hard for people to hear that. How dare he? He is living his truth. Good. Doesn't mean he fucking deserves anything. Especially in my sport where we're literally putting each other's lives in each other's hands and anything can go wrong in a split second and you're fucking dead or paralyzed. And it's happened before many times. And so I should consider what this guy's, uh, this guy identifies as before I take into consideration what his skill level is, fuck you. Fuck you high and fuck you hard. How about that? Because I'm not a fucking moron. Okay, and I'm actually going to do my due diligence to make sure that I'm not putting my safety or the safety of my wrestlers on the line just to spare someone's fucking feelings. And that's what I go through at at our training center. People say, well, why don't you just let anybody in? Because that's not fucking how we work. Because that's entitlement. That's someone thinking that they deserve to train alongside of us for literally have, have done the bare fucking minimum, probably nothing at all. 
That's why there's a process to get into our training facility. You got to interview with us. You got to go through a physical trial. You got to meet certain fucking demands in order to even get to the fucking first day. Because at that point, you've shown me that you deserve to be let through the front door in the first place. doesn't mean you're ready to, to be fucking WrestleMania main event, but it, it shows me that you actually are willing to do something to get what you want up into that point. And then we build from there. But if some fucking jerk off just messages me and says, Hey, I want to come train with you guys. Here's a check. I don't give a fuck about your money. Motherfucker. If anything, how dare you think that waving money at me is going to throw my fucking morals and my values out the window. And I'll be able to sleep at night knowing that I may have just let a big old piece of shit through my front door. Fuck you. Cause that's another thing. I'm not just, we're not just interviewing people to make sure they're going to be great wrestlers. I don't want piece of shit human beings in my fucking school. And, and, and that's happened where we had people come in and I'm like, fuck that guy. To talk about a fucking rotten apple that'll sour the fucking bunch. Nope. No, thank you. And I've thrown, I've passed on money. I've thrown the money away saying, I don't want that fucking, I don't want that money because to me, it's fucking quality over quantity. Always. Participation trophies is just fucking quantity. And maybe a little bit of quality. But fuck all that. It's just like the fucking social circle that you roll with. It's quality over quantity. You could have 20 fucking friends that you hang out with all the time. And I'm going to venture to guess that all 20 of those people aren't fucking thriving and a bunch of them are probably a piece of shit or a fucking low life or doing the bare minimum, that kind of thing. But if you got a close circle of those people that you admire, that you want to be like four or five guys or whatever, or girls, chances are that the quality is much better than a group of fucking 20 essential strangers that aren't on the same trajectory. And you can't, you can't put the blame on someone like me who's holding you to a certain standard because here's the deal. You've made the choices you made up into this point in your life, good or bad, regardless. And for you to expect something in return for those choices you made, especially if the bad choices outweigh the good choices, you're, you're just looking at us like we're a bunch of fucking fools, which I'm not. You've made these choices. You need to own them. So you may, you've made good choices, let's say. Now you need to own the fact that good things are probably going to come to you at some point. If you're doing things the way you should. But you've also may have made some bad choices. And because you fucked up, doesn't mean that someone is going to fucking... Put something in your hand or put something in your bank account and say, hey, you'll be okay. You're naive to think that. You got to own it. You got to own your shit. Like I'll get, I'll get quasi fucking political again. You're responsible for the choices you have made. If you are someone who has, who has student loan debt, you need to live with that decision. But no, they want to, they feel like people feel like they're entitled now to have the government swoop in and say, you know what? 
yeah, you, you did agree to pay that money for that, that loan that you took out to get that degree that you wanted, that you said that you wanted, but you know, not, you know what now, now nah, don't worry about it. We'll try to get that just off the books for you. That is the highest form of financial participation trophy that there is. Now, hey, listen, you guys, Hey, I'm still paying off my student loans. And I think that's fucking bullshit because that doesn't teach us anything. That just teaches us that we don't have to take accountability or responsibility for our actions. And you'll help, you'll hear people say like, you know, it's a social construct that we're supposed to go to college and that was bullshit. And now I'm 50 grand in debt. Yo, motherfucker, you made the choices you made good or bad. You made the choice. Nobody had a gun to your fucking head and said, you better take this fucking loan out, motherfucker, and sign the document right now. No one did that. You decided to do it. You made the decision to do it. It may not have been the best decision, but you did it. Nobody else. So you need to be responsible for the decisions that you made. Nobody else. What a concept, right? How dare we? How dare we be held responsible for what we agreed to? You know, and it's it's very much that that people could have decided or been pressured into going to college thinking like this is going to get me at least a, a well-paying job after I graduate. But there is nothing, nowhere in any admission form to any college or on any student loan application anywhere that has verbiage that ensures that you will get either A, the job that you want or B, a high paying job that will help pay off your loans when you graduate. That doesn't exist. That's a story that you told yourself to make a decision on your own that you thought was the best for you at that particular time. Do you see the common thread there? You, because you are responsible for the circumstances that you are in right now, good or bad. You have made decisions that have brought you to where you are today, good or bad. Not me, not mommy, not daddy, not the government, not your employer, you. You may have been brought up a certain way. You may have been heavily influenced a certain way. But essentially, you are the ones that have made that decision. And now you have to deal with it. You have to cope and you have to figure it out. Because there's a lot of other people out there that have made similar decisions as you and been similarly regretful of it that have figured it out. That have not whined and cried and scratched and clawed for a handout. Please come save me. I made a boo-boo. Oh, please come save me. I was, I was misinformed. No, you're a fucking chump is what you are. You made a decision or your parents made a decision for you. If you want to put the blame on them, go right ahead, you fucking coward. But you, 
You're an adult. When you go to college, you're an adult. You make the decisions for you. And if, listen, if your parents forced you to do something go like, such as go to college or to study something that you didn't want to study and you were an adult at that time, that is on you. That is on you for being a fucking coward. Well, my, my parents would hate me. Oh, well, you probably hate yourself more right now, don't you? Like, and I'll never understand that. I'll never understand how people cannot stand up for themselves just because it's a quote-unquote family member. Newsflash. Family members don't always know what's best for you. Only you know what's best for you. But again, you, it, it comes down to the choices we make. We make them, good or bad, we suffer the consequences. Well, maybe not suffer, because it doesn't have to always be suffering. But we got to be ready and willing to accept the fate that we have essentially drawn ourselves to. You know, it's... This, the, the entitlement game is very easy to get into. And I've always been of the belief that anything that's easily attainable is not worth it whatsoever. It's not, it's, just, it's not because anybody can do it and it doesn't make you special. It just makes you like everybody else. Everybody can sit there and ask for a handout or the bare minimum and get it. But is there really fulfillment in that? Is there really like any honest fulfillment that goes with that feeling? Like if you rely on unemployment, let's say, does anybody take a sense of pride in depending on that? Now I'm not knocking anybody that has to go that route, especially to try and, and, and survive. I would suggest that doing some things while you're not having to rely on unemployment to put some things in place to get you to a point where let's say unemployment wasn't even a thing, you would still be able to survive without it. That's what we should be doing. But I understand those certain situations. But do you really think people take pride in just being the unemployment guy? No. But you know what people take pride in? being the highest paid person in their job or being the best at their job or being looked up to by their peers or their coworkers, you know, that unentitled shit, the shit that you actually have to work hard for the shit that they just don't hand out to anybody. Be better, be better than that. And let's put, let's, let's refocus this and with our kids and, and be, don't be afraid to have those tough conversations with your kids. You're doing them a disservice by not, you're doing them a disservice by not being honest with them. And that's one, that's one quality that I'm going to instill, you know, if, and when that day ever comes, if I ever have children, I'm going to be completely honest with them with, with everything. Because the last thing I want them to, to discover or find out is that their father was bullshitting them the whole time or lying to their face. And I don't want them to say, well, if, I, if, if he only had told me the truth, I would have been better prepared and better equipped. I'm not going to 
make them suffer like that. I'm going to be honest with them as honest as I possibly can, because to me, that's protecting them. So let's have these conversations. You guys, let's not shy away from them with our, with our youngsters. And you know, and more importantly right now, let's have these conversations with ourselves. So instead of your first course of action to throw your hand out, maybe your first course of action is how do I fix this myself? How do I do this by relying on me instead of relying on somebody or something else to help me survive? Because it doesn't have to be that way. All right, you guys, that is it for this week. Hopefully that rang true for some of you. Hopefully we can get some footwork going on here and get our kids back on track, get some of our adult lives back on track to the point where, you know, we don't need to be digging and groveling. Uh, for, for table scraps, because that's just not the way it should be. So, all right, that's it for this week. You guys, uh, again, if anybody wants to work one-on-one with me, I am taking coaching clients right now. Um, we're doing some great things, having a lot of good breakthroughs with some of my clients right now, especially in regards to, uh, to self-esteem and self-confidence. Really proud of the work that we're doing right now. So if you want to jump aboard and kind of get some insight as to what it's like to, to work one-on-one with me, Go to domvitali.com slash coaching. You can get the whole synopsis there. If you want some further questions answered, shoot me an email. I'll be glad to discuss and see if we're a good fit. Um, And that's what we're trying to do. Just make everybody a little bit better every single day. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Knucklehead Podcast or myself at Dom Vitali. Um, And share away. Screenshot this episode. Share it. Let people know what you're getting out of it. Um, And lastly, if if you're interested in some pro wrestling talk, you can go to patreon.com slash nothing to prove five bucks a month. will get you all the inside information, the scoop as far as pro wrestling goes for me. I'll let you know everything you want to know. Everything there is to know the right way. So, all right, you guys, that's it. Let's get the hell out of here. John Vitale say, we'll see you next week. Now remember no excuses, no shortcuts, just results. Live that shit. <laughs>